Hello, everyone, and welcome to this next episode of 15 Minutes With. We are delighted to have you join us. Uh, and today's guest will be Gira Goldstein, the founder of the Gender Cool Project, which I'm really excited to share all about with you. Um, Gira, thank you so much for, for joining us today. I'm going to let you do all of the talking. Uh, so perhaps you could start by telling us a little bit about what you do and uh, how you got to where you are today. Sure, thank you. Um, I do uh, really two things, primarily uh, as a co-founder of the Gender Cool Project, which is a youth-led, youth-inspired movement to help bring forward the voices of transgender and non-binary young people who are thriving. And um, that work has, um, it, it's really deeply connected to my own life experience as a transgender person myself. And uh, I also am a diversity, inclusion, and belonging consultant. And I work with uh, many organizations and companies around the world to help bring this topic uh, about, you know, the next gen workforce, the Gen Z, the 20% of um, Gen Z that self-identifies as LGBTQ+, and that workforce um, is very rapidly approaching um, working age. And so uh, I help organizations, and Gender Cool helps companies and organizations better prepare for this amazing generation of uh, employees and uh, really future customers as well. Incredible. Thank you. And uh, so one of the key things that you mentioned is uh, that they're thriving and this focus on, on positivity. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about why that particular focus has been important for the Gender Cool Project? Yes, thank you for asking that question. You know, I think it's, it's important to realize that for most marginalized communities, the stories that we share are typically trauma forward. They're typically stories about the struggles that we have as marginalized people and what that means and how we can better, um, you know, better um, help those that, that need help in our communities and, and so forth. But what we are not good at doing typically is sharing the stories about those people who are thriving, right? Mm -hmm. So that's um, really the cornerstone of the work at Gender Cool, which is, yes, there are struggles. Everybody has struggles. But what we as an organization noticed very early on and was really the impetus in creating uh, the Gender Cool project was that no one was sharing the amazing story that thousands of transgender and non-binary kids um, were living in their own life experiences. And so we really tried to elevate that voice. What does it look like when a child is accepted in the home and in their communities and in their schools? And um, that's really the work that we do. So I do um, think it's an important aspect, although you know, the trauma forward narratives are also important, but yeah. we're trying to add some balance. Brilliant. Thank you. And it's, it's, it's so important for people to see that as well and to not just focus on 
the negative that there, that there is uh, another side to this and and it's great and uh you know in our previous conversations you said that uh, being transgender is the least interesting thing that, about these individuals and that should be the least thing that's focused on. There's so much more, just as there is to everybody. And so uh, that, that narrative is, is really important to, to flip the script of, of what we're so used to hearing as well. So uh, really appreciate um, the, the work that you're doing. Um, yeah, thank you. You know, I think it's important to realize too that we are you know, honoring those that have come before who were fighting for exactly the opportunities that the current generation of young people have. And I feel that what we're doing is honoring those previous efforts. We wanted children to be able to thrive. And there's so many of them. We just yeah. weren't hearing those stories. So not that the work is done, but... Um, these children couldn't be who they are today if it weren't for those that laid the foundations um, that, that came before them. So I, I think it's important to kind of bring that story full circle. Absolutely. Are there any particular experiences or, or a story that, that comes to mind where you've seen the direct impact of this positive approach? Uh, whether that's through the the champions and the individuals that, that you profile or, or any other ways throughout the organization. Yeah, I think um, that's one of the most beautiful aspects of the work that I do um, is watching the impact that we're having on a regular basis. And what we're simply doing is allowing people to have an actual experience, mm -hmm. the experience of meeting transgender and non-binary people, which helps replace whatever opinion you may have had with the actual experience of meeting someone right. who has that identity. And so regularly we hear from people that we engage with that say, you know, I've never thought about it that way, or I've never heard it said that way. And I've never actually met any young people um, mm -hmm. that define that way. And so Boy, thank you. Um, I was really, um, I'm really surprised, you know, so that to me is just a very simple impact is to help replace those opinions with experiential mm -hmm. um, situations where people are like, wow, you know, now I know someone and what I thought was actually not accurate at all. Right. Yeah. It's so important to have those one-to-one uh, -one direct conversations because a lot of the time, whether it's in this space or a different space, the perceptions, the stereotypes often come from misinformed places. And so the only way to change that is to have those conversations and to spread those conversations to change what people are perceiving is in, in one way, which may actually be completely different. And so, like you said, to, to change people's opinions and the more that that happens, obviously the, the, the better society and the world will be hopefully yeah you know i think it is about perspective and mm. um and positive intent and kindness you know all of those are rolled into the work that we do which is to say that you know giving people permission to not have to understand something in order to accept it mm. and i think that's a core of the work that we do you know as a transgender person myself 
you know, I don't really even understand it as, as far as that main question that we are often asked, which is, well, how do you know who you are? Mm. And I'm not sure anyone can actually answer that question. I mean, we're all evolving always. And so the idea here is being able to find acceptance without having to understand. And we often use an example of uh, flying on an airplane, right? Where, you know, you trust in the experience of the pilot to get you from point A to point B, Mm. and you don't need to be an aerospace engineer or a pilot yourself to feel confident and, and, and so there's a, a perfect example of accepting a truth without mm. having to understand it. Yes. And I think that when we're talking about transgender and non-binary life experiences, unless mm. you personally are going through that experience, there's no way to actually share what that's like. I mean, we have to speak an analogy, but so um, that concept of, well, allow people to have the life experience that they're having and trust in that you know, what they're telling you is true to them. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's as, as much as you need to know, and you can accept them for who they are. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the things that uh, is interesting to explore and to go a little bit deeper into is uh, how uh, workplaces, uh, companies, and communities as well, uh, what more they can do to better support those who identify as transgender or, or non-binary. What's, what's been your experience and, and what would you say to those who are, are looking to do more, to understand and to do more uh, for those individuals? You know, I think allyship is critical, you know, for, for many communities that um, are misunderstood or marginalized and you know, really discussing what does it mean to be an ally? Do, you know, how much of your time is involved and and what does it actually mean? Mm. And as I was kind of saying earlier, I I believe that allyship has to do mostly with um, uh, kindness and empathy and an understanding of um, privilege your own self-privileges and what you can offer to share with those that may not have the same privilege that you have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think the, the aspect, you know, that question that you're asking, what can people do? Um, the best thing to do is, is to look at this community or any community um, in a positive light. There, um, the, our communities are not dangerous or any of the fearful things that are shared to weaponize who we are as people. Mm. And I would encourage you to step in and be active as an ally. Learn um, not from the community you're helping, but from um, resources outside of the community. Learn, educate yourself, um, listen, listen and listen more and then find where you can best offer assistance, whether it's simple conversation or speaking to, you know, your, your friends and saying, hey, you know, I met this person that was really interesting, and this is the experience I had. And mm-hmm. when you share your own experience, it usually outweighs someone else's opinion. You know, yeah. experience is much more powerful than opinion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so being able to share your experience 
with others, I think uh, is really one of the most impactful ways to be an ally. Speak mm -hmm. about our community in a positive way um, from your own experience of how you uh, engaged with the community and what you've learned about not only the community, but yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And you've probably just answered the next question as well, which is coming to a close. What, uh, if there's one message that you'd like to share with this audience, what, what would it be on top of what you've just already said, which I think is probably the key message. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the, the message I'd like to share is embracing change learning things that are different from what you already know, having a zest for learning about other people's experiences to me, I think is just such an overlooked um, perspective of who we are as, as people. And transgender people are just people, right? We are no different than anyone else on this planet. We have different life experiences, but so does everyone. And being in a situation where you can celebrate difference instead of fearing difference, to me is um, what I would like for people to know, that you should run towards the things that scare you and learn why are you afraid, what has um, been your experience, and just be open and, um, and kind. Brilliant. That's great. And, you know, we've talked about it before, and it's really coming from a place of just being a good person, being a kind person, being an empathetic person, and precisely, as you said, being open to understanding as well. And I love the pilot, the, the airplane analogy. I think that's a great way to kind of grasp this, even though it's not that complicated to grasp, um, but, you know, can really help uh, put this into perspective of, of those who, who may be struggling and, uh, uh, you know, want to do more and want to be better allies. So that's great. Thank you so much. Any, any final comments, any final thoughts for the audience? No, thank you so much for this opportunity to talk. And, um, you know, I think sharing stories like this, engaging in podcasts like this, having this platform, I, I'm very grateful that you reached out to, to me and our organization. And um, if anybody is looking for more information about that work, they can find it at gendercool.org. Uh, you can see all of the amazing things that we've been up to. And um, yeah, and thank you. Great. Thank you so much. And I will share that information on all of the posts and, and make sure that the information is available for anyone who is looking for it. Thank you so much, Gary. Great to yeah, speak to you. You too. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye.